Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. After a tour of the United States and many churches, a Korean pastor was quoted as saying, It is amazing what can be done without the Holy Spirit. A.W. Tozer once had a similar observation, that if you were to take the Holy Spirit away from most churches, most would go on as they always have. Our lives, though, are meant to be saturated with the presence of God, not just during Sunday service, but Monday, Tuesday, all week long, 52 weeks a year, and in all seasons of life. We sing Jesus loves the little children, but he also loves the seniors and the elders. There's no daylight between your days and his presence. There's no place that he is not. There is no so-called divide between your work life and your church life, the secular and the sacred. There's no divide between your private life and your public life. There's no divide between the spiritual and the material. He is all and in all. You and I are designed to be filled with the Spirit, not just one day of the week, but at all times, and to be led of the Spirit and to walk in the Spirit. As Judah surely went up first before all of Israel, so too does our praise and worship ascend into heaven. Our worship, our praise, it's not a spontaneous, occasional pastimes confined to Sunday worship. It's the ongoing life of the child of God. Hebrews 13, 15, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Heaven is a two-way street. We pray and we praise, and God responds to everything we do. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and all of this week on Daily Devotion, we're talking about our worship before God. Do you know that each and every day in Jerusalem, worshipers gather at the Western Wall to pray? They pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They pray for their coming Messiah. They petition God for their individual needs. They stand as receivers. But also every day in Jerusalem, there's a group of men who gather and they take up the longest scroll of the Bible, the book of Psalms, and they read the praises of God before the wall. In that mode, they're not standing as receivers. They're standing as offerers. When we pray, we are in receiving mode. When we praise, we are in offering mode. Heaven, then, is a two-way street. We are offering up praise, and we are receiving answers to prayer. And both of these are to be done continually. We're to pray without ceasing, and we're to continually offer up the sacrifice of praise. The word praise is found 248 times in the Bible. That's one praise for every bone of the human body, that you and I were framed, fitly framed, to give him praise, that we were created for praise. 
Martin Luther dusted off a biblical truth, that is, that the Old Testament system of priests and sacrifices was rendered obsolete by Jesus Christ, that his precious blood did away with an old way of praise. No longer is there a veil in the temple separating us from God. We can come boldly before the presence of God, and we can find help in the time of need. But as the priest of the Old Testament, we carry into his presence the sweet incense of worship. Our primary purpose of existence is to be people of praise. Every gift we possess, every talent we hold, every trial we endure, all are designed to kindle praise in our heart and to bring glory to our great God. The Apostle Paul said, If there be any praise, Think on these things. Our purpose, our thought life, should engender praise. We are to find reasons to praise God. It's no sideline occupation. It is our primary purpose. You and I are to be priests and priestesses of praise. We are, as Simon Peter said, to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. A believer who doesn't praise is like a teacher who doesn't teach, a singer who doesn't sing, a musician who doesn't play. Praise. It means to commend, to applaud, to extol in words or song, to magnify, to glorify, to express gratitude. Praise is for the young, praise is for the old. Psalm 148, both young men and maidens old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. Angels are commanded to praise him. Nations are commanded to praise him. Psalm 117, O praise the Lord, all ye nations. Saints are commanded to praise him. Sing unto the Lord. Psalm 30, O ye saints of his. Praise is the lifeblood of the saints. Praise tunes us to God. Praise helps us tear down that stronghold called self, and it's a mighty and fierce stronghold. Praise moves us from the personal pronoun. It focuses us on God. Praise brings us into closer fellowship with Him. Praise has power to drive away the things that attack us. Praise brings unity with other believers. Praise helps us keep our minds stayed on the Lord. It lifts our hopes. It lifts our eyes to the hills from which comes our help. You and I were born to praise. And that's good because God is so worthy of praise. You just say that word worthy and you come close to the word worship. For as we look at him, we see the only worthy one. Why is God so worthy of our praise? In Psalm 103, David gives us a few reasons. Here's why we praise him. He's a pardoner. He forgives all my iniquities. He's a physician. He heals all my diseases. He's a redeemer. He redeems my life from destruction. He's a benefactor. He satisfies my mouth with good things. He's a judge. He executes righteousness for the oppressed. 
I praise him because God cannot stay angry forever. I praise him that he is as high as the heaven. I praise him because his mercy cannot be comprehended. So far as the east is from the west, he forgives. I praise him because he knows our frame, that we're just dust. I praise him because he's a covenant-keeping God. I praise him because he is our good and benevolent king. How are we to praise him? We are to lift our hands and praise him. 1 Timothy 2.8, I want men everywhere to lift up holy hands in prayer. Psalm 134.2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Psalm 63, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name, I will lift up my hands. We are to put those hands together. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. And there is that shout, but also to sing. I love Psalm 33. Praise the Lord with the heart. Make music to him on the 10 stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He's worthy. We're to bow down, to fall prostrate before him. We are to humble ourselves in the presence of the Almighty God. Praise also includes a stillness and a quietness. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. We're to make music with all kinds of instruments. The 95th Psalm, let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. But the writer of Hebrews underscores something completely different, that we're to praise him continually. It's not to be an on-again, off-again thing. It's not to be in certain seasons of our lives. Gordon Dahl once wrote, Most middle-class Americans tend to worship their work, work at their play, and play at their worship. That's powerful. Praise is something to happen continually in our lives. It's the evidence of an overflowing heart because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And those hearts are supposed to be continually stayed upon the Lord. Praise is divine therapy. Nothing cheers the mind like praise. Nothing generates blessings and strength in our lives like praise. The healthiest believers are those who praise God persistently. God invites us to praise Him, not for His need, but for our need. Because when we praise God and we enjoy His presence, we find a fulfillment that can only come. He inhabits the praises of His people. Luther said that hell is hell because there's no praise there. And heaven is heaven because praise to God will be found there. The psalmist said that those who are in God's house are always praising the Lord. You and I can have a taste of heaven right now. We can enjoy heaven right now. How? By praising him continually. You may say, Pastor, bad things have happened to me, but the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. In good times, in bad times, in all things, I will give 
thanks. I'm going to thank him for the nice things and the troublesome things. It was in the First World War, a doctor passed by the bed of a young French soldier who had had his arm wounded and then amputated. He told the young man, I'm sorry for the loss of your arm. The young man said, sir, I didn't lose it. I gave it for freedom. What the world says is loss. You and I need to write down as gain. What the world pronounces as failure, we need to declare as victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I read about a group of women who all had disabilities of some sort, blind, deaf, crippled. Their motto is amen and hallelujah. Amen means so be it. We accept our lot in life. Hallelujah. We praise God anyhow. That we don't have time to focus on ourselves. That's self-pity. We're going to focus on God. That's praise. So as you and I come together here on Daily Devotion and we celebrate the presence of God, let's get an amen and a hallelujah, a so be it, but I'm going to praise God anyhow. Remember that heaven is a two-way street. Through our praise, we offer up sacrifices of thanksgiving to God. And through our prayer, we receive all of the good blessings and benefits that God can bestow upon us. So don't stop praying. Don't stop praising because heaven is flowing in your life today. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.